and welcome to the AFA Podcast, the official podcast for AnimationForAdults.com, and welcome to episode 41. My name is Rachel, and today I am joined by Chris. Hey! Hello! Hello! <laughs> the usual suspects. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> I, was, so, I was a bit... I was, a bit ke- I was a bit keen there. Sorry, I jumped in too soon. No, it's fine. We're just really excited to talk about some trailers today because that's one of the... We're going to we plan it for, for this week's uh, episode. We're just going to keep it a bit more on the general end and just because there have been actually a lot of uh, new trailers released that we are e- very eager to talk about and also some other big news developments. So we'll just go through that and what we've been watching and that should be... About it, I think. Just some housekeeping, general housekeeping for <laughs> animation for adults. So let's get started right off the bat with one of the first trailers that I uh, believe Pixar released their final trailer for Finding Dory this past week, and which had a bit more of a was it the uh, more of a was that the UK trailer exactly? Well, or was, I don't, that was the US, US and UK trailer. Yeah, it was the same, I think. It's just the one that I happened to find on YouTube. So it was Disney <laughs> UK, so I posted that one. But I am I am assuming they are the same, apart from the release date at the end, probably. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's out in June in America. And yeah, it's um, like mid-early June. Yeah, it's, it's... Unfortunately, we have to wait till later in July, because they're saving it so that it comes out for the summer school holidays. Um, oh, okay. That makes sense. That's normally why we have that. That's Disney normally tie things into the holidays. That's why um, Zootopia it was like early May in um, America, and then mm-hmm. they waited till it was the Easter holidays to bring it out in the UK or near the Easter holidays, so it came out later. Although, of course, it was a totally different film because it was Zootropolis, which was Zootropolis, totally different. not Zootopia. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we've we've gone into that quite a bit <laughs> already. But um, yeah, I think that this what was really interesting about this particular trailer, at least for for Finding Dory, is that they actually they they were showing us like most like final trailers. This is where like, they show at least a you know a lot more clips from the uh, the final product. And um, yeah, I mean, I was already excited for this film, but I'm just it, it seems like uh, this particular trailer. Seems to be kind of hitting more on the emotional. Oh, the fishy level. feels. The, the, yeah, exactly. The fishy feels. Yeah. Whereas more of the previous trailers were more kind of like giving us the setup and maybe a bit of the humor. This one's got a lot more of the uh, the feels, the fishy feels, as it were. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't feel like there was much in the other te- the trailers. Really, they've. I think there might have been one other slightly longer trailer but most of them they've been like clips from the film or just just very early on in the plot but this mm-hmm. this pretty much opens it up you know says this is what the plot is <laughs> yeah um and the interesting thing is that you see in this trailer that at one point dory gets kidnapped and that's a yes. little bit dis- that's a little bit disappointing because i thought from everything i read so far it was like um finding you know it's finding her fam you know she's off to find herself you know and her mm-hmm. family it's not so literally oh it's just finding you know the fish gets kidnapped again because that seems a bit like oh the same thing's happening it's a bit like taken to uh, mm-hmm. yeah i'll admit i was i was slightly 
only slightly disappointed by that, but I'm, I think that there's going to be enough of a twist on it in this movie, or they're going to put enough of a spin on it that even if it's relatively the same as the previous movie, that they're going to put enough other goods, you know, as much more like other stuff to draw your attention away from that, that it's good. You're not going to mind as much. Because I mean, like I said, there's a lot more of a emotional connection between, you know, the fact that, you know, they're looking for Dory and, while she's looking for someone else and yeah, and all the emotional rockiness that's going to come with that, I'm sure. And it seems to happen along the way, anyway, just to sort of take them to a new location, I think. Yeah, I mean, the look and design of this, uh, they call it a fish hospital in the trailer, is, oh my goodness, I just, it was such a sight to see, really. I was really excited to really get a better look at this place. Yeah, people, was, I, I can't remember who it was, said something. I don't know if it was someone on this particular podcast or whether I was hearing it somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but someone was saying about they thought it might be sort of tied into SeaWorld type thing in the later. Yeah. Thing, I, think is, we, I, I forget, I think it was one of the other previous episodes we did this, but uh, eh. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and you get to see... We now know Idris Elba is playing a sea lion. <laughs> that was fantastic. That it, every, like every single clip that they showed of that character voice by Idris Elba, and I'm just like, oh joy! It looks like it's gonna be great. It, it, it was like the return of um, the uh, at least with the, the last part with the seals was just kind of reminding me of the whole thing with the seagulls going mine 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 and then I was like with the seals just kind of shouting at each other it's like oh that is exactly what they're doing I yeah and I know lots of people are sort of cynical about this film just because they think oh it's just another sequel Pixar doing another sequel come on do another original film instead but sort of as soon as I've seen even the teasers of that I've sort Mm. that sort of thinking of mine's gone out there out of my head and I just go oh I want to see it now <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just I had a better gut feeling about this particular sequel than I have had for other Pixar sequels prior to this one mm-hmm. just because I don't know the, maybe it was just the fact that they chose they just chose the right character to focus on for this particular sequel because there is that there was that level of mystery to Dory but like you know where did she come from why does she have short term memory loss in the first place etc etc and I don't know. I just there was just something about the friendship that she and Marlon had in the first film that I thought, well, like, oh, maybe if we can like maybe give that some more development in a potential sequel, that would be that would be really nice to see. I, th- I think it's interesting because it it almost seems like a joke, you know, Dory's personality quirk or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're giving her more character development this time is interesting. Yeah. So that will be interesting. Well, I, I'm going to stop saying interesting. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different angle to take, I think. It, and it sort of makes the sequel seem like there's there's a reason for doing it. Yeah, it gives it more of a ground to stand on, or ocean, as it were. <laughs> Aha, see what you did Aha, there. Ah, see what I did there. And, oh. <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> and um, everyone says, I mean, 
people who've seen early footage because I think they had had some footage screening of early footage at an aquarium. Ah. No, they did not. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, and people who saw the like the first fifteen minutes or something, so they were talking about the opening and saying, "Oh, it's real, real emotional." And Aww. and now you see the trailer, you go. I mean, like we said, the fishy feels just in this trailer. Fishy so. feels, man. It's it's a thing. So it was a, it was a thing back when the first film came out, and it's going to be a thing again. I have a few, you know, I've got the my gut is telling me right now. So I think I'm 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 just as excited to see it as I was beforehand, <laughs> and we, if not more so. And we get to see all the new characters in the trailer. Yes, we do. We got you know Andrew Selva as a seal. We get to see the uh, that octopus that seen at the uh, fish hospital that's uh, helping Nori out. And Becky, and, I trust Becky. Oh, the um, which one? Oh, oh, Becky's the the, the bird. Yeah, <laughs> I trust Becky. That's, Becky's eating a cup. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Um, I, I, I think maybe Becky's going to be the breakout star. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a Pixar film. You never know. What character is going to be a breakout character? Yes, I thought that was very funny. Yes, but Finding Dory, yay! Finding Dory, I am like I said, I'm still excited for that, and won't won't be long now for for getting to see it in theaters, and I will definitely be seeing that as soon as it comes out. I I will be seeing it a bit after that, because <laughs> <laughs> it yeah June. June in the U- June in the US, July in the US, in the UK, even. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They both begin with U's. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and find Dory. That's good. And if, mm-hmm. you, if you still don't think it looks good, then I I don't know what to say to you. You're just weird. Right. <laughs> 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 like, this this would uh, it would be interesting if Dan was here because we know that he is the he's the holdout on this one. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the one who's like I'm still not sure about this film, but you know, and I can I can understand to a certain extent why, but still, I'm just maybe maybe it's the fishy feels are getting to me too much. He's he's, he's uh, gonna make a a video that says no no review I refuse. No, he's not. <laughs> um, He's not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making a cheeky reference. Well, if we're gonna, if we could move along just a little bit, there was one other big, big piece of news that uh, I know came on the uh, website recently that I just had to kind of freak out, have a little mini freak out for is the um, fact that the Little Prince is going to be getting. Uh, a release in the U.S. theaters, and also I believe there was another point saying that um, Netflix that they're, they're going to be getting uh, the Little Prince on Netflix as well. Well, we knew it was coming on Netflix because um, when it got dropped from cinemas in the U.S., um, Netflix picked it up as as the distributor and said that it was going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So we knew that it was definitely going to be on Netflix. Yeah, but we thought that meant it probably wouldn't be in cinemas anymore. Yeah, and they would just, that they would just put it directly on Netflix when they could. And we now know that the same day it goes on Netflix, it's going to be released in US cinemas. That is interesting. I don't think. I mean, I 
have has Netflix done this before with other films? Yes, because um, they they mainly most of their um, original programming's been TV series, but they've done a couple of movies, mm-hmm. and um, there was were there were well they did more movies as, and as well as ones with Adam Sandler for some reason. Ah. Uh. They also did one with Idris Elba called uh, Beasts of No Nation. Hmm. That they hoped was going to get um, a bit of awards recognition because Idris Elba was ama- supposed to be amazing in it. Oh, huh. And he did get he did actually get a BAFTA nomination, but he didn't get an Oscar or, or anything. Um, but that was released in cinemas at the same time as it went on Netflix. Okay. So it has happened before, but some t- the trouble is that some cinemas might be like they won't carry it because mm-hmm. as like a protest against Netflix ruining the window because they they don't like not having a, an exclusive window. Yeah, just like having it just in theaters and nowhere else, so that way people are more more people are encouraged to come to said theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, even when Disney were like, we're going to put films on DVD four weeks after they come in the cinemas, and the um, cinema chains revolted. Like, no, yeah. no, you can't do that. We need an exclusive window for ages and ages and ages. Hmm. So it's possible it won't be that wide, but you should get to see it in the cinema in America. All right, well, on... at least with... Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll wait and see exactly which theaters in the US are uh will be able to show it but that will be I'm sure they'll release exactly which ones on a later date. August fifth is the date. Okay. Now I'm I want to know as a British person mm-hmm. I want to know what's happening about the UK release and I don't know. Because um basically it was supposed to come out in the UK uh at some point in that spring, I think, um, mm-hmm. and it was the you know it was Paramount who was supposed to be releasing it here, is the same as the US. Yeah. And I guess when they decided for whatever reason they didn't want to release it in the US, they they also shelved the um, the plans to release it over here. So huh. I don't know where that leaves us now because Netflix. Yeah. Netflix said they've acquired the rights for the US. But didn't say uh, anything about the UK. No, but mm. quite often Netflix get things for multiple territories and things arrive at the same time. So holding out hope that it might come out in the UK at the same time or a little bit after, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll and, keep our ears to the ground then. And Netflix also have released more information about um, some basically what's coming out over the summer. And mm-hmm. we all, we already know that June the tenth, Voltron, Legendary Defender is coming out. I put it on my calendar. I am not missing that at all. <laughs> um, and they also later in June there's going to be new episodes of the Dragon series, Race to the Edge. So all right, season three. I know some people who are very excited about that. <laughs> who um who are on the staff of this very site. <laughs> so people are very excited. Um, yeah. 
And I st- I've still been lo- trying to find time to actually watch it because I've, I've I've heard mixed things about about that show, and I, I want to. But considering how much I love uh, How to Train Your Dragons, like I want I want to give it a chance. It's just there's been so many other things. Yeah, I've, I, I keep getting you, distracted by. I think you might have heard my opinion on it, and possibly yeah. I don't. I can't remember. I can't remember where Jill fell on it. I think. I think she might be on my side maybe <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. not uh and also they released the date for the third season of bojack horseman is in july so, oh okay so that's exciting for me yeah because that is awesome that's <laughs> and then netflix, netflix is being very busy in the world of animation and that oh and they still don't know when um troll hunters is coming out though didn't they re- I thought, like did then they release a a date for that or are they is they still working on a release date? I think they just said twenty sixteen, so Okay, so some undisclosed point in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Uh and also from September a deal comes in between Netflix and Disney. Oh. So in the US the pay T V exclusive deal is gonna be with Netflix for films from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm. So, Woo! That's quite a big deal. Yeah, hey. Net- so, they're, they're really, like I said, they're really, they're really busy. Netflix. <laughs> they like them. Like, first there was the whole thing with DreamWorks. Now they're working with Disney. They're, they're yeah. getting a lot of clout. Yeah, well, well, it comes and goes. Like, there's, I think, I think it's Miramax. The deal ends on June the 1st or something. So, like, Hundreds of things are leaving on on June the first. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was also talking of things leaving. There's been a bit of a um, a discussion point on the anime community at the moment uh, because it looked like almost all the um, anime on Hulu was going to expire on June the first. Oh God! So Uh-oh. People, people were like, oh, uh, Hulu getting out of anime. <laughs> Because there's a lot on there. There was a lot on there. I know. That's where I watched. That's pretty much where I watched all the majority of One Punch Man was on Hulu. Um, but I was, I was kind of thinking. The thing is, when you find out about expiry dates, quite often they, it's just all that means is when the contract, the contract they've signed, comes up for, mm-hmm. you know, and it comes to the end, and it will either be renewed or it won't. But quite often. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to leave. No. And it has since come out because it looked like the majority of who it was coming off, and it now looks it's not nearly as bad as people thought it was going to be. I, yeah, I wouldn't think so. I mean, considering how streaming has become more popular, at least in regards to anime, I would be shocked if Hulu decided to get off the boat now, of mm-hmm. all times, when there's when they can only make more money by picking up more titles and encouraging people to, you know, subs- you know, subscribe to them in order to stream these uh series because they they've offered like one of the things I, I do appreciate about um about Hulu is the fact that they do offer both language both languages to watch these animes like you could watch it in dub or in the sub whichever you prefer because they're both they're both available it it depends though I think cuz some um, I think like some labels only put their subtitles on because they want you to subscribe to their um their 
premium online thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think think sometimes Funimation only put subtitles up because they want you to go to Funimation now. <laughs> <laughs> and Anime Network do the same. I think sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you heard that all the anime is going off the internet forever and ever and ever, then uh, you you know how stories get. <laughs> Stories get out of control, and people are like oh, Obama's made the name anime illegal. Ah, you know, <laughs> like what? internet no. rumors. Yes, no. Uh, so if you thought the anime apocalypse was coming, it's it's not. No, there's no way. It's it's. I mean, why would so many different groups of streaming sites be trying to pick up more anime or create anime specifically for their or have enemies specifically for their streaming sites. You know, why would they just why would they only just recently do that and it's all just when they're, you know, when just when anime is about to drop off the face of the internet. I don't think so. The thing is though, it is true that things streaming are not necessarily forever and contracts do run out and you have mm-hmm. to, you do have to sort of keep an eye on that because I remember I was watching the series Monster Mm-hmm. And I I was not quick enough, and I got, I got, oh, I don't know how many episodes it is, but I got I got really far in, and then it expired. Oh no! And then it was it was gone, and then you couldn't finish it. Yep, and it's not available on DVD anywhere or anything. Ah oh, man, that sucks. It's really weird because they they apparently they dubbed the whole thing, but then they've never they've never released. It. They've released like the first set, I think, of twelve episodes or something. Mm-hmm. It might have been released in Australia or something, but <laughs> that's about it. I have a similar. Exp- I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you later because it's tied to what with what I watched this week. But I had a somewhat similar experience, at least with one particular show. With like with basically similar like that until just recently. Mm. So we could, but we could talk about that later. Yeah, tease. Tease, tease, tease. So, uh, other than The Little Prince, which I'm still really excited to hopefully get the chance to see. Thank you, Netflix. Um, there was one other trailer, that uh, animated trailer that came out recently. I think you've uh, you've done an article on this previously, Chris, that I'm not entirely, because it was called, um, I'm not as familiar with it, but it's called uh, Chuck Steele and Chuck Steele Night of the Trampires. Yes, yes. Allow me to explain. <laughs> Basically, there was a short film called mm-hmm. Chuck Steele, Raging Balls of Justice. Uh, yes, I believe you did. You you wrote an article on that in this on the website before. Yes, that I that I wrote for an installment of Watch This because uh, I thought you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like the I like the animation style. I haven't seen something like that in a long time. Chuck Steele, Chuck Steele, Raising Balls of Justice was a uh, about fifteen minutes short, um, and basically it was a brilliant parody of like eighties action movies and all the cliches to everything. Basically, I can believe that he's a cop who doesn't play by the rules, and he <laughs> and he's got his his boss who's always like, "Hey, Chuck Steele, <laughs> <laughs> the angry, the angry inspector slash police chief." Yeah, and he doesn't doesn't want a partner, of course. Mm-hmm. And and in in the in the the short, he gets teamed up with um 
with a robot. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, and there's like a big action set piece and everything, and it's all it's all funny, and there's parodies of every eighties thing, and there's like even synth music and beautiful every eighties cliche you can think of. And <laughs> they are now making a feature length uh, follow up. Oh that, wow! That is called Night of the Trampires, um, and it's obviously it's about vampires, but uh, they are for for I. Tramp, I don't really know if the um, the expression tramp, I think it means something different in America. <laughs> yeah, I in think the, so. In the UK, it, it means bum, basically. And mm-hmm. by, I mean bum in the American sense, as in, you know, vagrant, homeless person, whatever. Vag- uh, vagabond. I don't mean bum in the UK sense, which means bottom. Uh, <laughs> so okay. This, this is all different, yeah. It's all confusing. I'm saying things in all different. It's yeah. It's, it's I have to think in two two variant languages almost. Dial- <laughs> I would say dialects. Dialects same same language. Same but, language, uh, different dialect. Yeah, just slightly different words. Uh, so they are basically tramps slash bums, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think in the actual description I think it says bums just so um the americans can get because obviously it's it's made in wales um Mm -hmm. but it's obviously it's parodying american movies so american like high octane action flicks yeah so you know everyone's got american accents and everything it's it's not it hasn't got british references in oh oh, i don't there is (laughs) there is a perfect little um wallace and gromit reference in the uh in the short oh is there there's just one little visual bit where like the way someone moves their hands and like it's just animated like an ardman animation and it's just like oh i love that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so uh they've released the first teaser for um the sequel full-length film which is going to come out in 2017 oh hey Uh, I think they might have crowdfunded it originally, um, or well, for part of the budget. Uh, I think it's also they're also getting fun uh, funding from Film Four, I think, which is um, Channel Four is one of the big uh, TV networks in the UK, and they have Film Four, which is their um, their film uh, arm, and mm-hmm. I think they they put some money into it, um, and yeah, so this looks good. <laughs> it looks. It definitely looks funny. I, I will give it that. It looks like a. It looks like a spot on parody, parody mm-hmm. film. So and those are always good. And there's like a vampire hunter guy, and he's called Abraham Van Rental. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so love that name. So and yeah, and the uh, the vampires look a bit like they're from, uh, Thriller. So yeah, the, the the Michael Jackson video. Yeah. So it's going to be very 80s and fun, and I, yeah. And apparently they are also doing a work in progress um, uh, presentation at Annecy. Are they now? Yes. So people who are going to that might get the chance to see some footage from the film and stuff. Sweet. And you could also follow along with their blog and their um, their Twitter and everything they, they released lots of updates of the film in progress so so if you want to check that out i say do 
Very okay, cool. Good. Yeah, if you like if you like if you like eighties cheese action done to stop motion animation, this sounds like a good film for you. Yeah, I, actually, when I posted the um, the original film, someone said, "Oh, this reminds me of uh, Celebrity Deathmatch." I said, <laughs> "Yeah, actually, I see." Yeah, it is kind of like that. It is. It is sort of similar style. It really is. At least when yeah. I look at the main characters, like, oh wow, like, yeah. I, I feel like I've seen this somewhere before. So there might be a little inspiration there. Yeah. But- is there anything else related? I think you said you had a couple of uh, news stories that you wanted to talk about, Chris. It was um, what was it again? It was you said it was um. Oh, it was being the the uh, London MCM Comic Con this weekend. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, and uh, basically all the anime companies were there um, to announce all their uh, upcoming titles and everything. Um, at their presentations and there were a couple of interesting um, things that were announced uh, including well the the biggest one for me is the fact that Lupin the Third the um, the, re- the 2015 series yeah is going to be released on uh, I think Blu-ray by oh, uh, def- definitely DVD uh, by Anime Limited in the UK fantastic uh, the interesting thing is that it's at the moment it's on Crunchyroll, uh, but it came out a little while ago that there was a dub being produced, and people were like, "Ah, there's a dub being produced, but who who is going? Where's that going then?" Yeah, who's, so, who's handling it? Um, and it was the, I think it was the same people who du- who handled the dub of the um, previous Lupin TV series uh, that was like shown on Toonami. Hmm. And and released on DVD by, like, Gineon years ago. Oh goodness! I'm trying to remember if I knew who that that if I knew who that was. Uh, Tony Oliver was the uh, I think he was doing the the dub, and he's like a he's he's a veteran voice actor. Oh yeah, t- I know Tony Oliver. Yeah, he 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 played Lupin in that in the original uh, dub that they did, that old TV series. Nice. Um, and I think he's reprising the role and also doing the um doing the doing the directing on the dub fantastic um, so i figured at the time it was probably it might be uh, i was wondering if it was going to be either i thought oh is it going to go on netflix or is it going to be um is it going to be uh discotech because they release all the old stuff okay all right and they've they've they're releasing they've released a lot of lupin stuff mm-hmm. um but they haven't done dubs before, I don't think. Hmm. Uh, and then also, because it's now on Crunchyroll, it makes you think maybe it's not going to be on Netflix. So Yeah, since it's already being streamed on one site, it's so kind of ass- hard to do it elsewhere. So I'm assuming it's going to come out with a dub in the UK on, from Anime Limited, but we don't know who, who might be releasing it in America, but someone must be, because they've dubbed it, and they wouldn't have dubbed it just for the UK. Yeah. That'd be kind of silly. Because, yeah. I mean, if they were going to do that, which Anime Limited haven't ever done, <laughs> um, then they'd probably do a UK dub. But, no, this is done in America, so it's obviously done for someone. So we don't know who. <laughs> but So expect in the near future an announcement from someone to say, we've got Lupin the Third in America. 
but we don't know who it is. <laughs> so, I don't think it's going to be Funimation, though. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, they've they've never really like you said the previous uh, Lupin uh, properties that they've they've Funimation's. I never really touched that before, so I'm not not sure if they would be how that would if they did how would that transition or if it would transition well. I'm not sure. The main reason I think it's not going to be Funimation is because they do all their dubs in house. Yeah, own, they do with their own. Uh, their own stable of actors and everything mm-hmm. and the other thing is that they probably wouldn't it wouldn't end up on Crunchyroll then because Funimation have got their own streaming service exactly so it's probably not going to be Funimation it's probably not going to be Sentai so it's either going to be either going to be Discotech or who, who else could it be really? I don't know I've, other than those other than those names I'm trying to think of who else, like what other if there are any other dubbing, dubbing companies or groups other than those big ones, that might unless be willing to try to jump on that. Unless it's someone completely unknown that we haven't heard of before. Exactly. Because, because recently, some anime have been coming out in the UK from Universal. Hmm. Which is they, they've um, started because Universal own or co-own some anime studios. Okay. Uh, so, so they've got they've got rights automatically, but they they always per, previously they would have just sold them on. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they're releasing it themselves in the UK. So mm. there's there's some stuff from like that being released, I think, by Funimation and other people in the US that's come out in the UK via Universal. Interesting. So yes. Uh, so yeah, Loop on the Third is coming out in the UK. It's something that I'm excited about. <laughs> in case you can't tell, I'm and excited I... for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you can watch it all on Crunchyroll right now, but um, obviously it's, it, there isn't a dub version on there as yet. Um, and also something else that's been licensed by Anime Limited is a very strange arty film called Belladonna of Sadness. Um, I feel yeah, like what, I recognize that name, but I can't place. I can't place it. It's like a seventies art house, somehow sexy film or something. It's Tezuka, Osamu Tezuka. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he um, he made a bunch of really experimental, weird um, adult films in the seventies. Oh, 70s. right. And he was originally involved with that, but I think he ended it ended up being nothing to do with him. But he was it was his studio, mm-hmm. um, so it and it's become really infamous and everything. And it's like one of the people say, "Oh, it's a lost classic," um, and it's being released in the US um, uh, by I, I can't remember who by by some basically by like an art house label. It's not it's not being released by an anime company mm-hmm. um and it's had a 4k restoration and everything and it's never been available in the us ever before and it's quite a big deal and then anime limited can release it in the uk as well oh wow and they are also releasing a weird old propaganda world war Two film <laughs> called, okay called uh uh called i think momotoro and the 
divine wind of justice or something <laughs> the divine wind um it was like made in world war two mm-hmm. uh and it's about little fluffy animals going to war and killing the evil americans and british <laughs> oh wonderful <laughs> and it's i don't know why there is, I, you know it's one of these things that people go oh this is a curiosity it's like one it's like the first feature length Japanese animated film, I think. Because oh, it was fun- okay, that's probably it was, why. Because it was funded by the military, um, and it was um, it's being released on Blu-ray in the UK with uh, like a as a curiosity and like with with a booklet written by Jonathan Clements and everything, and that, that's a really strange choice, but it's happening. Yeah, it's, it is a bit of a strange choice, but it also it's a it's a piece of history, is what it is. So people who are really do you really want to like look at you know animation in Japan and just see where it got its start you know would be interested I, I could see why they would be interested in getting their hands on something like that hmm. but it, it kind of shows the uh, anime limited uh, they do have some interesting releases because they do they they release more mainstream stuff like they are also doing uh they're doing a collector's edition of the original full metal alchemist as well oh good good so they they do you know really mainstreamy stuff and um then they then they do like these because they also do they also do more arty house arty house (laughs) art house art house or arty either either works but (laughs) i I could buy the two uh like um nishokasai was them as well Mm-hmm. Which is is currently waiting. It's uh, having its uh, Blu-ray release rescheduled because it got delayed indefinitely at the moment. Oh, uh, uh, did they say why? No, I don't know. I've I've got I've got the review copy waiting to review it so that I could release the review when the when it comes out. But I don't know when it's going to be. <laughs> so gotta sit on that, unfortunately. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe I will release it for the patrons. Mm-hmm. 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 Nice, nice. <laughs> the patron bonus there. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some of the interesting, and obviously I've I've just dropped another one in the fact that there's going to be a special edition of um, Full Metal Alchemist as well. So. Yep. Uh, and also I think one of the other big ones was that um. Death Note Blu-ray is coming out in the UK as well. Oh, you guys are getting the blue uh, the Blu-ray for Death Note. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I'm not entirely sure whether the Blu-ray is going to be worth it because because of like how old it is and everything. It might not be made in HD and it might not look that great. Eh, it's I don't know because I remember the animation style for Death Note was pretty 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 sharp looking. So I'm wondering maybe that if that would look. Uh, Look pretty good on a on a Blu-ray, but I guess I don't know. I kind of I'm kind of at a crossroads with that with that idea because, like you said, it it is an older title, but not I don't think not nearly as old as some like say with like Dragon Ball or something that you know you couldn't release. You really couldn't do a Blu-ray for that, like of the original oh. the original Dragon Ball. Although, though they could try, they could try. They they did do Dragon Ball Z though, didn't they? Well, they, well, they Dragon they... Ball Z, yeah, they did. I meant like dragon, like actual like original Dragon Ball. Mm. Like I mean, I don't know if you could enhance the animation more than it already was at the time yeah. to fit they a did. Blu-ray. 
they're doing um uh they're doing bleach in the US on Blu-ray and I just think that's not going to look very good. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just not. <laughs> uh, the movies didn't look that great on Blu-ray, uh, so how uh. the, the TV series is it's not going to look wonderful. I feel really bad for Bleach. It was kind of like it, it was. Everyone was into it for so long and just got really into the action and the the whole spooky, you know, ghosts and you know, haunting things, and then after after a certain amount of arcs, it kind of just dropped off. Like, even in the manga, both the manga and anime just kind of dropped off the face of the planet in terms of people's interests. I, I, I do like Bleach. I'm just saying it's not the best animated show in the world, <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, and it's not going to look that great because it can sometimes look pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but... certain episodes more than others, I think. Because although any any long running series, you're gonna have episodes where animation is really gonna gonna drop. I mean, Naruto is guilty of that. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z is guilty of that. Anything that has to that runs for a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are some of the things that are gonna come out in the UK. Uh, so that'll be interest. I'll be of interest to our UK listeners, but also some of it might be of interest to our overseas listeners because. Um, yeah, because the loop on the third thing hasn't been announced for the US yet, so it's hopefully it's an indicator that's coming soon. Fingers crossed. So watch this space or watch a space around mm-hmm. here generally. <laughs> <laughs> There was one other thing before we move on. Uh, there was a particular crowdfunding project that was uh, we recently had an article about on the site that uh, I was wondering if you maybe you could elaborate on a little bit. Ah, uh, yes, this is from the legendary Czech um, stop motion animation. Uh, I was going to say legend, but I'll be repeating myself. The legendary uh, stop motion animation maestro Jan Svankmeyer. Uh, are you familiar with him at all? I don't think so. I feel I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm I'm I feel like I'm a, like a terrible person for saying I don't know this guy because it, from at least because I watched the the video from the the crowdfunding page that they have set up for this film that he's that he's planning on doing and he looks like an awesome guy. He's he's not a mainstream sort of animator. It's it's um but so I don't I'm. You shouldn't feel bad that you don't know who he is. Uh, I think, you know, if you study animation or whatever, then you know who he is. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're just a general animation fan, you might not necessarily. Um, I, I think I watched some of his stuff at uni when I was doing animation, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I know of him, and I can't quite tell you where I know of him from. And I've got to be honest... Um, his stuff is very sort of disturbing and freaky and stuff and not really my thing but maybe that's why i haven't i haven't heard of him because normally whenever it comes to like 
scary, disturbing, creepy things, normally I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go the other way now. <laughs> just because I'm a scaredy cat and can't handle it. Yeah, his, his first feature-length thing was uh, Alice. It's, called, it's based on Alice in Wonderland, but it's all kinds of weird and stuff. Uh-huh. Um well, it's Alice in Wonderland, so I would, mm. I imagine that would that was perfect for that particular story. And also, he's done lots of shorts and stuff. But he is making what is uh, supposedly going to be his final feature because he's eighty-one, uh, and yeah, I think you get to the point where you go, yeah, I can't be bothered with all that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> As he basically says in the video, he's like, or in, it might be in, on the page where you know it takes a couple of years of your life to do it and it's pretty much 24 hours a day so it's pretty much that you know like what happened with Miyazaki yeah I I just don't want to do do quite that level of thing anymore I don't really want to stop making films or want to stop creating because I think you know if you're creative you're kind of in for the long run yeah you know it's it's not something that just that just dies in you unless Unless you, you know, certain circumstances, but the, it's 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 something that never really goes away. So even if you're not really, you don't have the energy to really do it, you know, full time as like a career thing anymore. It's still you know, doing it in your spare time, kind of just like, oh, this is a creative idea that I can't get out of my head, and just just you just do it. You don't really care about what other people think about it. Yeah, but he wants to do one more feature, and it is uh, based on like some Czech writings and plays and things that I have to say I'm not familiar with uh, I've heard of Franz Kafka uh, it's something he's written I don't, is it a book or a poem or something Metamorphosis, Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's linked with that somehow and it's also linked with someone called the Capet Brothers who uh, who wrote the insect play apparently and the film is called Insects um and it seems to feature people turning into insects or something weird. Uh, <laughs> I I just recommend the insect you... play. It seems like yeah. it's the title. Yeah, you need to just uh, check out the post. I think it's hard to explain. <laughs> um, but seems like a very you... out there idea. But at least from the um, the footage that I saw of the uh, the Kickstarter video that they put up for that, they were actually showing you some of the uh, bits of how they were going about doing this animation. Like they were taking pictures of different, uh, you know, different facial expressions and stuff, and then they kind of like cutting them out and putting in them like a big collage kind of style. That I thought was really interesting. And he also likes to do mix stop motion animation with live action as well. Yeah, that's I... what I noticed in the in the the video. So that that's a really that's really unique. So I know he did a film. I think it's called Little Otek, and it's like part part live action and part um, stop motion so that's another yeah interesting angle mm-hmm. um, I think basically if if you like Jan, Jan Svankmeyer and you're familiar with his stuff then you're probably going to want to help with this uh, mm-hmm. or at, le- at least you're going to want to know about it so I say check out the post um, and see if it's something that you want to throw some money at or just cheer along and spread the word yeah Support support a fellow artist. Yeah. All right, yeah, that pretty much wraps up news. So we'll just do a quick going through of what we've been uh, what we've been able to watch this week. So do you want to start things off, Chris? 
Yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot, uh, but I did. I was able to watch a couple of episodes of the Amazon exclusive anime series, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Yeah, that was the uh, the anime that we we previously discussed on the the podcast uh, as kind of like what was it? We we likened it to like a Attack on Titan kind of story. I believe the way I described it was Attack on Titan meets Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes, that was the exact description. So, uh, yeah. is, is, my next question is, is it Attack on Titan meets Thomas the Tank Engine? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it is, it's Studio Wet who did Attack on Titan. Um, and it has a lot of quite obvious similarities in that it's got like big walled cities and everything and there are these creatures outside in this case they're not titan sized they're human sized they're zombies basically they're, they were zombie uh, machines right I think I think they're some, supposed to be something um, uh, like mechanical about them but it doesn't it hasn't really come into it as much as I've watched it because mm-hmm. No one really knows what's going on with them at this point. Uh, I've only watched the first two episodes. Uh, I think, from what I saw, there was about seven episodes available. Um, yeah, so they build... The, they, it's kind of like Feudal Japan, which is a difference from Attack on Titan, because that's based... It's European-type setting. Yeah. Like and this German, is more Germany. Yeah. And this is based on, you know, a more traditional Japanese setting. But it's a ste- it's a steampunk... Uh, feudal Japan because there's these big cities walled cities and people go between them in armoured trains (laughs) to try and get rid of that's where the Thomas the Tank Engine angle comes in but it was basically it does seem like that let's let's recreate hey Attack on Titan's popular let's let's try and do it again Uh, (laughs) because we haven't got any more Attack on Titan yet uh, not yet I'm Aren't they working on a season two at some point? Season two was originally supposed to be this year, uh, but it's been suggested it's going to be delayed till next year. Ah. Um, which wouldn't be a surprise because I feel like if it was coming soon, we'd know more about it. Yeah. Because um, they're not going to want to stuff that up. <laughs> no, considering how popular it is, I you know they would only hold it back for a very good reason. Yeah, I think they've been waiting enough to to get enough story. <laughs> yeah, actually done in the manga to carry it through. So we should see. Uh, yeah, but it is it's so Attack on Titan they could almost call it Attack on Tootin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny uh, thing is, I would still watch a show that had that, that title. It's called Attack on Tootin. Um, yeah, so they go between the cities in in the armored trades, and you get these blood st- blood splattered armored trades. And there's zombies everywhere, and uh, there's uh, people trying to um, trying to escape them. And there's like feudal lords and stuff, and yeah, it's really fun. Uh, <laughs> so even um, with all that over the top zaniness, it's still it it's still entertaining to watch. Oh, it, well, I love a bit of over the top zaniness. I like, it's you know, it's pretty, it's pretty straight laced and serious. Really, it's not. It doesn't, you know, it takes it quite seriously. Mm. It it does feel quite Attack on Titan esque 
uh, hasn't got quite the same at- atmosphere. I think Attack on Titan's got one of the best atmospheres out there. It's sort of got it's really a, it just it's intense. It, they, 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 yeah, they could, that's if I could, the word. If I could pick one word to describe Attack on Titan overall, it is intense. Yeah, it's not quite that intense so far, um, but you know it might get there. Um, uh, uh, one of the interesting things is they've sort of, I think the main character they've sort of combined two of the main characters from Attack on Titan because which is he, which characters? Uh, well, Eren and uh, what's his mate called? The um... oh gosh, um, oh I know the poor kid's name. Yeah. Oh, I guess I know. The... Well, because I know the chick is, I know the chick is, uh, Mikasa, Mi- but, yeah. oh, Aaron and, oh, Armin. Armin, of course it is. <laughs> uh, it's, it's almost like they tried to combine Aaron and Armin into one character. Huh. Uh, How does that work? Because he's, he's, you know, on one point he's like the bookish, like, uh, inventor guy trying to work out how to kill the zombies. And the other, he's like the action hero trying to kill the zombies type thing. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's like they've gone, hey, we don't need two characters; we'll just combine them in one. That's that's funny because I actually like the fact that they kept that. It's kind of this: you know, the, the main characters are are the three different. There's Aaron, Armin, and Mikasa. Because I don't know, there, there's a there's a balance between the three of them, at least in terms of you know the different aspects of their character. But so I don't know how I would feel having smushing two of them into one but hey i haven't seen the series so do you, do you think it up, works it, it's working all right so far and you know it's a different show so yeah fair point or for all the similarities it is a different show and i wouldn't want it to be exactly the same exactly so, yeah um so the, the other main character is like the female lead and so far pretty much there haven't been that many female characters but most of the ones in it are complete badasses uh, <laughs> um, and yes she basically goes out into into the place with all the zombies outside the city and just starts kicking every, all the zombie ass everywhere tip, tip, and typical day in the neighborhood for her yeah she, she's got like shoes with with um, spikes on the bottom oh wonderful well, so she can hop on, on on the heads of the zombies and just just run along <laughs> yeah that's funny, and, and um, it this isn't. I won't say this is a spoiler because it, it comes early, very early on. You find out um, the main character is actually infected with the um, the zombie um, disease mm-hmm. because cause it's you know it's typical zombie rules where if you get bit, you normally turn into a zombie. Yeah, and uh, and it there's it's shown that people who get bit normally um, everyone seems to have a a, I can't remember what they call it, a suicide bag, I think they call it. Uh, and it seems to be they just put it on, on their heart and it explodes. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, yes, yeah, it's quite grisly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when people get bit, they're like, oh, no, you have to commit suicide now. Okay, here we go. And it's, and then they go. A new, an, an, um, uh, up, uh, for a different version of uh, Seppuku, I guess. Yep. And the main character, he's actually... He's actually affected, but he's he's worked out a way of um, stopping the virus spreading, basically. Okay, so he's got he's technically got the infection, but it 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 hasn't progressed to where it mm. gets really bad. And then you find out that she has also got the thing, and just where I've got up to, she says, "Aha! 
we we are not human, but we are not the. Oh, I've got to remember what they're called now. The the what the zombies are called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carbone, they're called. So a Syrian. They're called Carbone. Carbone. Yeah, and uh, they there seems to be some sort of hybrid between Carbone and human, who are the Carboneri. Okay. And they seem to be the most badass people, based <laughs> on what we've seen. Uh, so I've only watched a couple of episodes so far, but if you've got access to Amazon Prime, I say check it out because it's fun. Uh, and I also wanted to mention the animation a bit. Uh, the animation's really high quality and everything. Um, but what I didn't know from anything I'd, I'd seen of it so far mm-hmm. was that like, the character designs are actually really old school. Really? Yeah. Um, I noticed like particularly like the... Um, uh, the faces of the, of the female characters, the way they're drawn, they sort they've got a sort of really delicate, pretty look sort of thing that sort of looks like hand painted, like and they look really, they look like they come from a anime from an earlier time. Oh, really? That's that's interesting. So they maybe took inspiration from like an older style, perhaps. Hmm. And I wasn't, I didn't know it was going to be like that. So it, yeah, it kind of feels old school. Um, that's really fascinating. So I say, if you like Attack on Titan, and you like zombies, and you like steampunk, and you like anime, and you like old school. (laughs) Old school inspired anime. Yeah, and if you've got Amazon Prime, then you can check it out for nothing, so. Cool beans. what i've watched (laughs) not much uh yeah just for i only had so much time for two things this week well one of those things took up a lot more time than i was originally inspecting but you know i don't regret it at all um but i'll start with the one the one thing i uh, got the chance to see for the first time this past week um i uh got to my my boyfriend had a copy of uh the film street fighter alpha which he has had for quite a long time, and I'd been talking to him about watching it, because I, I love Street Fighter, and I love animation, so, like, hey, I haven't really seen too many of the actual Street Fighter animated movies, so I thought, hey, I have to take a look at this one, the one of the older ones, and see if it was, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumb to the side, you know? <laughs> and I watched the whole film in the dub, you know, they had the both dubbed and sub versions, though, ironically, when we turned on the DVD, it was, it was, it was set to the English dub, but there were still subtitles with it, so we would hear the characters talk, and then we would see the subtitles see something slightly different. <laughs> so that was a bit strange. But, I don't know, like, I was... I'm at a bit of a crossroads with this film, because I want to... I, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed watching it. It's very much a Street Fighter film. There's really not too much going on in the ways of plot, and just, you know, terms of twists and turns. It's very much like a straightforward you know, fighting anime movie where you see different characters get to have, diff- you know, multiple brawls with other characters that you recognize from the game, like um, uh, Chun-Li, 
Chun-Li, Ryu, Ken, and um, Sakura, and you also get to see Zangief, Dan Hibiki, and a whole bunch of other different characters. Though M. Bison is uh, surprisingly absent. Um, but yeah, it's this really straightforward plot kind of dealing with um, one of the one of the characters in the Street Fighter lore um, called uh, Akuma. Ah, uh, yeah. I was I was thinking that's what this was about, because I, I remember seeing it, I think, vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of deals with the whole lore behind the uh, the martial art that both Akuma and uh, Ryu know, as the whole fact that there's both like a light and a dark side to it, and how Akuma was consumed by the dark side of it. Now, uh, it, it's, they're hinting at that uh, Ryu's not that far off from uh, following in his footsteps. My boyfriend put it best, is like, this is like martial arts Star Wars. <laughs> Use the dark hado Ryu. Give in to your hatred, kind of thing. And um, it was I love it though. Like it was the thing that really pulled me into this movie the most. It wasn't really so much the plot. It was that kind of older style that the animation, the animation had, and with the different fight sequences and how they animated those differently. It was. That, that was what drew me into the film more than anything. Like, everything else regarded the plot, I was uh, just kind of like, meh. But that that's what kept me watching all the way to the end, was the animation style. It's like, there's just something about that older look that just... When I see it, I just kind of just want to watch it all the way to the end. I seem to remember Alpha was... It was sort of, It was PlayStation 1 sort of era, wasn't it? And it was... I think so. It was, it was prequel... It was prequel to Street Fighter 2. There was Street Fighter, Street Fighter the original, Street Fighter 2, and the million different Street Fighter 2s that they released. Yeah, it was it was um, a t- it was an anniversary film, so that would make that would make sense. That it was a sort of a prequel to the video games. So that that I can see that because it really doesn't specify all that much when in the whole Street Fighter chrono you know chronology it takes place. But I guess that was one of the re- you know. One of the reasons M. Bison, one of the primary uh, antagonists of this franchise, wasn't there was because of the fact that it was before all that happened. So yeah, yeah, I figured that was must be the reason because yeah, because I think in Japan Street Fighter Alpha was called Street Fighter Zero. Oh, you see, that makes sense. That makes sense if it's a if it's a prequel film. Yes, only people people in English speaking countries think. That doesn't make any sense. You can't call something zero and make it a prequel. You should call it minus one. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's like if I if you're a fan of Street Fighter and you haven't really seen this movie yet, I would definitely say to give it a watch because it is it's it's got all the the Street Fighter ness that you could want, and um you know and also the animation is a real treat to watch. But uh, there wasn't wasn't sure if there's anything else I wanted to mention about that movie. Oh, one thing that did surprise me when I was watching the dub of this film, there were the normally with older films like this, I you know a lot of the actors that they would have for certain uh, films I don't really recognize. But I will say when uh, Ken started talking in this movie, and I just I immediately sat up, my back straight as a board, and was like, "That's Steve Bloom." Oh. I know, I know Steve Bloom's voice when I, you know, whenever he comes on in any particular, like, animation project and doing a dub voice, I'm just like, oh, I know who that is! Yeah, it's, it's quite a, a memorable voice. You always recognize him. 
It was so good. It's like, oh, hey. And it is, which was kind of also kind of funny because throughout the entire film, Ken was my favorite character throughout, and part- mostly due to the fact how uh, Steve Bloom, I think, portrayed the character. So <laughs> thank you, Steve Bloom, for all that you do. I remember the um, the original Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Um, that was like one of the sort of earliest big anime hits in the UK, I think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was an old manga video release, and you know it would have been when Street Fighter Two was still popular, and it they released it, and it had a a newly recorded techno soundtrack or something, mm-hmm. and it had lots of fights and Chun Li's boobies and stuff. And, oh well, yeah, because uh, it's, it's Street Fighter, you can't go like ten minutes without that. <laughs> and yeah, I remember seeing that, but I. I think I might have. I I think I probably only saw it. Relative, I think I saw it years later because I think I saw it on DVD mm-hmm. when it came out on DVD, and I think I might have even reviewed it for one of the first sites I wrote for. Oh hey. Um, so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it. Good. It's it's fun. It's just Street Fighter. It is fun. It's it's it's, it's definitely. I, I'm I'm very glad I got to see it. Not sure if I'd be really anxious to see it again necessarily right away but it's still it's worth watching if you're a fan of street fighter or you just really like that kind of classic animation style hey and basically these these anime adaptations of video games are considerably better than any of the live action attempts so far yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean you know the fact that they actually managed to just get the actual character designs everything mm-hmm. you know makes it that much better i think yeah <laughs> so it's better than a john claude van Damme movie anyway <laughs> and the last thing that i said that took up the majority of my week because there's a lot of episodes to this thing and i wasn't sure how many i was able to watch in a single week um i found myself on crunchyroll just kind of looking around and see because they, they occasionally get the rights to some older titles and I just wanted to see what they, they had in their library. And I happened to cross a little anime that I got to see back in Toonami's heyday that was relatively popular, I think. I'm not entirely sure how how well that was accepted, but I think it was pretty good because we got both the uh, the series on TV and then the manga followed pretty closely on its heels, I think, was uh, a little show called Zatch Bell. And, um, I was really, really super happy to find that Crunchyrolls pretty much has at least a majority of the episodes that they had dubbed, uh, on their website, which was, was oh, man, such an, what's such a nostalgia trip, but I'm very glad that they have, that I was able to watch the show legally again, because really after it was taken off the air, because it was taken off the air, like, well before, like, even at for the end, you know, the last episode that they ended up dubbing on Toonami. Yeah. And then after that, there was, like, I had, other than the manga, there was no no place I could find to watch it because there were, as far as I was aware, I mean, I think there were DVDs released, but they weren't anywhere I could find at the time. And um, the manga ran for a certain amount of time, and then there was a whole bunch of legal issues concerning the uh, the publisher and the manga's author so once that whole 
legal issue got straightened out, that basically was it for the manga in the U.S. So we unfortunately never really got to see the ending of this series officially, which was really, really sad. But um, for those of you who are not unfamiliar with the series of Zatch Bell, I think I'm going to do a quick, as best I can, a quick uh, summary of the uh, the premise. It's, uh, the main character is a 14-year-old middle school student named uh, Kiyomaru or Kiyo Takamine, and he's, he goes to school, he's very, he's a very intelligent kid, so he kind of considers himself a little bit better than everyone else because of it, or he gets through school really, really easily, as opposed to where other kids struggle, so he gets bullied for it, and so he kind of has this really standoffish attitude but then he gets a letter from his father, who works overseas, that he found a kid in the woods with a red with a red book, and basically kind of adopted him and sending him home to Japan to be his kid brother. <laughs> well, enter this little blonde-haired kid flying on. I think it was what was he? Was he naked, flying on the wings of an eagle, carrying a yellow-tailed uh, fish, and just crashes through Kyo's window and basically hijinks ensue as, you know, the uh, the true try to find a common ground and, but the more that Keo hangs out with this kid who calls himself Satchbell, um, things start to change in his life and uh, there are, they start encountering these other people who have these other kids following them around and they have these strange powers that if they read out of the book that these kids carry, Basically, they it gives them these really special abilities, in, you know, Zatch included, because he has a he has a red book, and whenever Keo reads from it, he's able to shoot electricity out of his mouth. Yeah, and it takes a couple episodes for the plot to really get going, but at the um, I think it was around the fourth episode, they make the big revelation that these kids are actually demons from another world that are basically there. Their hierarchy is uh, determined. Their king is chosen every one thousand years through a kind of sort of battle royale. Oh, actually, mm-hmm. when you're saying about the demon thing, I think I remember reading about this like back in the day. Yeah, I think I remember reading about it in New Type USA. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they. It, it's a it's a battle royale. So where they partner up with humans who are the only one the only ones that are able to read their spell books, and uh, basically they fight each other in order to burn e- you know the uh, their opponent's spell books. And when they get their books get burned, they get sent back to their their original world. And whoever is the last demon standing in this contest is the winner, and they become the next king. Nice. <laughs> and it's. Oh my goodness! This it's this show is a bit all over the place in terms of you know just, it's it's really just over top in general because it's got a lot of really zany moments that sometimes the comedy is like it's really funny but then it also ha- it can it be hit or miss at on times but one thing that the show is really good at doing is really hitting a lot of like emotional high notes like it can it really can tug at the heartstrings and really present some uh, also some darker material too. Like, they, I remember watching the dub, normally, like, with a lot of the earlier, like, kids' show anime dubs, they would shy away from a lot of, like, the more serious aspects that sometimes kid an- uh, kids' anime can go to. 
They didn't shy away too much in in this series because there's um there are quite a few like really darker moments that they just they they were able to show in their full glory. Like um there was this one side character who um I think she's actually she and her demon partner are actually the uh, quote unquote rival rival characters. Mm-hmm. And there was an episode dedicated one or two de- uh dedicated to her backstory, and you see her growing up in this really strict household. To the point where she gets so depressed, she literally throws herself off a bridge and almost drowns herself. Hey. I know. Fortunately, obviously, we, she gets saved, and because uh, we wouldn't have a rival character if she died. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just the, it's the way that the the series is able to handle a lot of these more serious moments on top of all the zany humor. And like it, it can be kind of like one piece and a bit of a whiplash, how you can go from one and then to the other, just like sometimes in the span of an episode. But mm. I don't know why. It either doesn't bother me or just I'm just really enjoy those moments so much that, that how well they do them that it just doesn't it just doesn't bug me. I think I think that's something that anime just generally does quite well. It sort of goes from high drama to very silly comedy. Mm-hmm. In, in the same show <laughs> and I mean think of Full Metal Alchemist basically yeah think I know obviously it's not a, a show aimed at younger kids like such Bell probably is but, yeah it is definitely um, on the uh, on the younger end of the spectrum but I'd say like teenagers and even some adults can get into it if they really if, if, if they if they look at the right characters like they might appreciate some other things about the show but if you just think how dark Metal Alchemist gets. Oh, so dark. And then, and then ah, he's short. Ah, he's short. Ah, look how short he is. <laughs> uh, like, just within in the se- you know, single scene. Yeah, yeah. Let's just Gotta break the tension somehow. Thing. Let's do a short mm-hmm. joke. Yeah, I think it's just a... Maybe it's a cultural Japanese thing they just don't mind. No, probably but you, not. But I think that's one of the things I like about this show the most is the fact that it, 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 when it when it does something well, it really does it well. And I just like the whole... I mean, I was already on board with the whole idea that, like I said, it's kind of like Digimon, where you have one human, one normal character paired up with, like, a really supernatural or otherworldly character. And then you really... Just because you have the dynamic between these two characters, it really helps, like... You know, as episodes go on, that really cements their bond, and it really makes, seems like the progression of the character, with both of their development, is natural. I assume it was one of those shows that was brought over in the the Pokemon Digimon age, where they were just like, "Yeah, grab all the shows that might be a bit like Pokemon." <laughs> I, I think that was that was probably one of the reasons it was brought over at all. But it was really, I think, it was one of the latter portion of both of those things. So the Digimon and Pokemon had already been running for a long time. Like, maybe a couple years by the time uh, Toonami picked up uh, Zatch Bell. It might have been the same sort of time as, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! type thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I remember seeing some episodes of Shaman King. Oh, Shaman King. <laughs> Shaman King, Shaman King. Yeah, she, yeah, another one that they brought over. And there was another Four Kids dub, and it was like, this is all about ghosts and dead things. And it's like, <laughs> this seems appropriate for a children's program in America. Let's see how you do. <laughs> but I also, I do remember reading some of the manga of that. And I had a really good art. I really like the art style on that. Oh, and, yeah, it's very entertaining. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the one thing that I was I have to say because I've seen both um, I've seen Zatch Bell in both the English dub, which is what's um, on Crunchyroll at the moment. That's what aired on Toonami, and I don't know exactly what group handled the dubbing for that. I would have to look into that a bit more because I don't think it's for kids. But um, it kind of makes me a little sad that there isn't a uh, because I've seen clips of the Japanese uh, the Japanese like I've happened across them on uh, on YouTube from now and again when I look up stuff about the uh, the series. And I don't know what it is, but there's like a... I want to say that if I had to choose between, you know, watching one language or the other, they're both relatively good, though I think, at least with in terms of the general acting with the characters, like it seems like most more of the actors in the Japanese are more kind of into their roles a little bit more. Like there are... Because there are plenty of actors in the dub who are really into their roles also, but there's like at least one or two important ones who sound like when they're reading their lines, like they really aren't interested. (laughs) Which kind of brings it down just a little bit. So it's just like, I really wish that there was an official way to watch this series in both the English dub and the Japanese, but I don't think that's going to happen considering all the legal issues that have occurred around this series before. So it makes sense why no one else would want to try and pick it up, which is really sad because it's really, really good show. I like the fact that um, Crunchyroll has been adding a lot more sort of back catalogue shows as mm-hmm. well. I mean, a lot of them, annoyingly, are only available in the US, but uh, it's interesting that they're doing it. Oh, apparently a lot of anime limited shows might be going on Crunchyroll as well. Um, oh, really? So that might that might only be in the UK. Ah, because, okay, there you go. So, um, because uh, at... MCM London Comic Con Crunchyroll was there apparently uh, I think it's the first first time they've bothered, bothered to turn up mm-hmm. to one in the UK I think um, so yes so I've, one of the announcement I think they said that you're going to see more because I, I actually I think some of the shows that Anime Limited have got they've got through Crunchyroll because sometimes Crunchyroll get the rights for home video as well just because the people who who get them insist on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like oh, if you want to buy the rights to this, you have to have the home video rights as well. And they're like, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> and Crunchyroll are like, well, what do we do with these? Because we don't do videos, <laughs> DVDs. Yeah. So they they can then sell them on, kind of like how um, American companies often end up with the rights for like UK and Australia as well. And they're like, well, we're not over there, so. <laughs> <laughs> What do we do with them? So then they sell them on to someone. Yeah. Uh, though apparently, apparently a bunch of Funimation stuff is coming out in the UK. It looks like I think Anime Limited might be releasing them for them, but it's all, you know, it's like Funimation stuff is actually coming out in the UK, sub you know just being handled by another company. So. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, part of me, like, even though I really enjoyed the, the dub for the, the original dub for this, I think there was, this would be a series that I would be saying, you know what, I wouldn't mind to see this redubbed. If it could be, if it would be at all possible to be re-released and redubbed, I think that out of a lot of different anime that I've seen that are, that would, that could be redubbed, I think I would definitely want to see a redub of this one. Well, I'm sure, you know, if it's been on, it was on long enough ago, there will be people with nostalgia mm-hmm. for it and would would want it probably <laughs> but but whether they'd 
think that it was worth redubbing. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, I could see. I could definitely see it being one of those series where people would look as like, oh, I was like, is this really? Ne- would it be really necessary? Like, or would they? You know, would it be worth the amount of work that you would have to put into it in order to redub it? I mean, things like Sailor Moon they'll redub because people are like, well, it was never dubbed properly, properly authentically, and people would like to see it in a more authentic way. But I don't know if Satch Bell was quite. Oh. <laughs> got quite the following maybe not not that i'm aware of at least but at least when i was looking at Crunchyroll and looking at the different reviews that the that um zatch bell had on uh that particular site like almost all of them were like like full five star like reviews saying oh this is so good my childhood you know so many so many mostly positive reviews so i'm like at least as far as Crunchyroll is concerned though you know everyone who's come across watching this watching the show back on online have been really appreciative to find this again I think you just have to be grateful that you can watch it anywhere at all. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I, I, at least for the time being, I think that's that's how I'm, I'm going to have to settle for that for the time, you know, because mm. there was nowhere else to find it, which was really sad. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, if you're at all interested in checking out checking at this out after from what I've talked about it, I highly recommend it. All the episodes that they dubbed are on Crunchyroll right now. And, um, like I said, some of the, the, the dub can be hit or miss at, at times, but I think it's definitely with the overall idea of the story and the characters, is even, even though the main characters, side characters, it's still worth checking out if you're a fan of, uh, if you're an anime fan. So, yeah. Cool. And I think that about does it for this, to, for today's episode? Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> We've, We've covered quite a yeah. lot. Um, okay, then. Thank you very much for joining us for another fight episode of the AFA podcast. Uh, and we will be back very soon with episode 42. The meaning of life. <laughs> the, me- uh, the meaning of life in animation. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was Tao Day this week, so it seems appropriate. Uh Never forget your towel, etc. Um, don't panic, uh, etc. Um, so, uh, you can find everything that we're up to on animationforadults.com. You can also find us on Twitter, where you can follow us at AFA Blog. You can find us on Facebook at Animation for Adults. You can find us on Pinterest, on Tumblr on instagram uh you can also join our facebook group now um if you search for animation for adults facebook group and you will find all the links on the website you will find us on podcast.com itunes and stitcher uh and hopefully soon uh google play store still working on that like, sorry we're still working on it uh if you enjoy the show you can leave us a review maybe uh if you don't and don't uh, <laughs> but we would appreciate it if you do um, you can if you want to you can drop us an email if you've got anything to tell us at podcast at com. and if you would really like to help support us and also get some extra bonus content such as extended episodes of the podcast and other things uh, bonus episodes we recently released a bonus episode about Gravity Force yep. uh 
featuring featuring Rachel here and Jill and our social manager Denery making her podcast debut. Woo-hoo! Uh, and you can find that just by becoming a patron of us, and even a donation of a dollar a month will get you all those uh, bonus things. Um, but if more, you get more stuff. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can find me this week on uh, Twitter at Mr. Crystal and Rachel. You can find me on Twitter at fail to ninja And as I said, all of us at AFA Blog. And we will catch you soon. So good night, everybody. Take care. started right off the bat with one of the first trailers that uh we got can't talk um, <laughs> <laughs> um 